Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Amen. Oh, Father. Father, we thank you. There is no place we'd rather be. No place we'd rather be than in your arms. Than in your arms of love. Oh, we thank you, Father, for tonight. We thank you for your move of your spirit tonight. Father, that you will just move in power, that we will come to know you even more deeply and closer than we ever have before. Lord, we just enter your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise tonight. And we worship you and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? I know there's a big rally going on in Erie tonight, right? So uh, a lot of stuff going. Yeah, there's like streets are shut down. And so my kids, we were coming back past the airport around 4.30 or so. And my daughter, Eva, was with me. And she was just like, Dad, 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 can we wait until the president lands? Can we wait until we see Air Force One? And so, of course, I quickly checked on Twitter, and I found out that his arrival time wasn't until like 5.20. And I was like, honey, as much as I love to see that plane come in, I'm not standing here for 50 minutes waiting. So I got stuff to do tonight. So anyway, this is what we got to do tonight. We're going to pray tonight. I know they're rallying over there, and we're going to rally right here in the name of Jesus. And we are going to rejoice in the Lord. Amen? Okay, so uh, tonight, just a couple things. I'm going to pray over the offering. I think most of you know this, uh, but we do have offering envelopes in the back. And so if you just want to fill it in, there's a box to the left of the door when you go out. Uh, We're going to pray over that offering, and then we'll get started. So, Father God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for every gift, Father, that you give us. Thank you for every blessing you give us. It says in your word that every good and perfect thing is from above. And so everything you've given us, Father, is from you. And Lord, we just thank you and we are honored that we can give back of our time, our effort, our money, everything that you've given us as a gift. And we just give it back to you in return. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, a couple testimonies. You guys want to hear a couple testimonies tonight? Okay. So the first testimony is in our on our beloved Pastor Jim. Anybody ready for an amazing testimony on him? Okay, so uh, we didn't post this to band yet, uh, but the update on Pastor Jim, and maybe it got posted, I don't follow it as closely maybe as I should, uh, but he went to Portland, Maine, so he got out of the hospital where he was when they had him, you know, all the ICU stuff. <clears throat> they moved into Portland, Maine. He is blowing through these physical therapy tests like blowing through them. They are absolutely amazed at what he's been able to do, absolutely amazed at his progress. Uh, So they were going to say, they told him earlier when he got there, hey, you're going to get out sometime this weekend. And Pam was like, okay, that's good. Well, they told him today he's going home Friday. 
Now that technically, I guess, is that weekend, but that's early in the weekend. <clears throat> My weekend doesn't start till Saturday, but in this case, we're moving it up till Friday. So he is going to spend a couple days, as far as I know, with family uh, up there in Maine. So Saturday, Sunday, probably Monday included. And then they are going to make the trip back on Tuesday and Wednesday. And they're going to be back in Erie. There's no need to go to Pittsburgh. He is well past any rehab in Pittsburgh. He may have a little bit of rehab to do uh, here and there <clears throat> once, he's, once he's back here in Erie. But they are coming home. They are coming home in Jesus' name. So what a wonderful testimony that. Let's give God a hand for that. That's amazing. <clears throat> he, amen. Praise the Lord. He is such an amazing, miracle-working God. And Pam has said, man, this, this is, her hubby is a miracle right now. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I mean, his, his physical, cognitive, all those skills shouldn't be anywhere near what they are. Yeah, come on. Not breathing, side of the road, no breath, CPR, shocking, everything. Okay, I'm headed home. Okay, let's go. I'm ready to go. So isn't that amazing? Amen. So let me give you another testimony. Uh, This one's not as miraculous, but I want this to encourage you tonight. Um, So a couple weeks ago, uh, Liz and I, who's not here because one of, a couple of our kids aren't feeling that well, so I'll lift them up in prayer as I'm doing my prayer stuff, and I know you guys have your prayer things too. Uh, and you can pray for Ruby specifically uh, during that time, little Ruby. Um, but the testimony was, I got a phone call today. So I'll, I'll reverse back a couple weeks ago. Liz and I and the kids, we went back to the Lehigh Valley where both of us grew up. And we both grew up in the same church. And we had the wonderful privilege and opportunity to sit down with the senior pastors that married us, that, I mean, we know, that are friends of ours that we grew up with. And when they took us out to lunch on a Sunday while we were home. And, and so we just had a good time with them, and we just we hung out with them a little bit. And last night, I got an email from his administrative assistant and said, Jason, you really have to send your cell phone number to what we call him Grubby. It's Pastor Jack, but we call him Grubby. His last name's Grubleski. Don't ask me why, how we got the nickname Grubby. Everybody calls him Grubby. He really wants to talk to you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I send the name, and I get a call today. He says, Jason, how are you doing? I said, well, <clears throat> I'm okay. I said, the past couple weeks have been, you know, a little bit hectic. You know, not totally what I was expecting. I mean, this stuff happened, and all this stuff went. He goes, you know what's crazy? is I'm calling you because two weeks ago, the Lord put on my heart, you and Liz, and I've been interceding for you and praying for you guys, and I don't know what was going on. He had no idea what was happening. And it's been two weeks and two days since the incident. And he was, I mean, look, six and a half hours away. So what I'm encouraging you for, there are people praying for you, and you, and there are people praying for you guys right now that you don't even know are praying. And there are people praying for me and Liz and my family that I didn't even know were praying. And that's what I love about prayer, is people are calling out on your behalf, on their own behalves, and God is moving. Amen? Amen. So we've been talking about prayer, and tonight, a couple things. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do as long of a message as i typically been doing, which I know they haven't been that long. Uh, but I really feel led that as a church, and I'm not asking you all to have to get up and walk around, But I really feel like we need to pray over the seats in this auditorium tonight. 
So you don't have to get up and touch every seat if you don't want to. I'm probably going to go around. But I really just feel like I think God is really moving. He is really moving. I feel this in my spirit in Erie and in the churches in Erie, not just this church, but in Erie. And I'm just, I'm excited to see what God's going to do. And I want to pray over these seats. And I'm not talking about transfer growth. I'm talking about new believers. I want to be believing every one of these seats is filled with a new believer who currently, right now, as we pray tonight, doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And that they're going to walk through these doors and they're going to see the love of Jesus. And they're going to hear the gospel message. And they're going to come to know him in their lives. They're going to be transformed. And I talked a little bit on Sunday about what I've been praying and believing for is traffic jams. Well, I'm believing for traffic jams on Wednesday nights as well and on Sundays. And here's the beautiful thing. I'm going to mention this this Sunday too. The beautiful thing about the traffic jam is not so much that it's the struggle to get in and out. It's that all those people are going out. Not only did they come in, but all those people now we are sending out to the community, to where they're going, where they're working, the schools that they're at, and that's what's exciting. So that's what I want to pray for tonight, you know, during our corporate time of prayer. If we could, obviously pray for your own stuff that you got going on and things that God has placed in your heart. But I really want to pray for these seats tonight, that they are filled with those that currently don't know Jesus, but are going to. And so we're going to pray for that tonight. So we've been, we've been teaching on, I've been teaching on prayer on Wednesday night. We've been talking about what's prayer's purpose. And what God has revealed to me through a lot of different ways is that the real purpose of prayer is to pray his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is really the purpose, the true purpose of prayer. Because everything you're praying for, whether it's healing, whether it's someone to be saved, whether it's a financial issue, it's all about bringing God's kingdom to earth, his will be done. We know his will is to prosper. His know his will is to be healed. And we know that's the will of God. <clears throat> and so that's what we've been praying about. And so we talk through the life of Jesus. We start talking through Acts and a couple of the miracles that we saw in Acts and the power that happens when the church gets together and prays. And then last week, I kind of gave this little three-step process that had worked for me. This worship and pray and hear from God. Worship and pray and hear from God. And then we kind of broke, <clears throat> excuse me, we kind of broke and we were doing a lot of worshiping and praying, and I'm hoping that a lot of you were hearing from God. Well, tonight, what I want to teach just briefly on is how do we know that we've heard from God? What are those key things that come along with a word from God that we absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, know that we have heard God's voice? Well, if you want to open up your Bibles, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Uh, One of the first verses, I'm going to skip through. We talked on John 16 last week. 2 Timothy uh, 3.16. If you want to go there for a little bit, I'm going to paraphrase it just a little bit uh, here as as we get started. But really, there's four things that I have learned that God has shown me. And when I'm, when I'm hearing from God, to know if I'm hearing clearly, I'm going to give you an example of when we've heard from God clearly, an example of when we did not. And I'll tell you, the, the one where we did not brought a little bit of pain into our lives. Um, but it says, I have many things. Uh, is that the right one, or did I give you Second uh, Timothy 3.16? And I believe what Second Timothy 3.16 is all about is it's talking about the Scripture. And the very first thing 
that comes when we hear from God is that it aligns with God's word. That's number one. It aligns with God's word. The Bible tells us that all scripture is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. So when we hear God's voice, when we worship and we pray and we hear from God, what happens is, is no matter what happens, is that scripture, there is scripture that will align with God's word in our life. He will never tell you to do something that goes against his word. It's not possible. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's speaking to us. And we hear through our spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And when we hear that, all he can do, what we've taught before, is he can only say what the Father says and what Jesus says. So if that's all they can say, and Jesus is the word, the word, so anything that comes from God, when we believe we're in from it's going to align with the word of God. It says in John 16, 14, that he, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will be made known to you. So he will always make it known to us. It will align with the word of God. So it's going to glorify Jesus. So when you hear from God, it's going to glorify him. Amen. So the Holy Spirit always aligns with her. Number two, it's going to be clear. And a lot of times, it's going to be concise. Now, I've heard where people have heard from God, and they've heard like a 16-hour on the floor. They've heard like, you know, volumes and volumes of stuff. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It does. But if you look at the Bible, over and over, when someone hears from God, it's usually, it's pretty clear, and it's pretty concise. I want to direct your attention to uh, 2 Samuel 2, verse 1. This is a great example, and I love this example. This is David. So we know David was a man after God's own heart. And we know he had an amazing prayer life, an amazing worship life. And in 2 Samuel 2, verse 1, it says, It happened after this that David inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord, saying, and so he's asking a question. So what he's doing is he's asking, he says, Shall I go up? To any of the cities in Judah. Shall I go up to any of the cities in Judah? And the Lord says to him, go up. So here's David saying, God, what do you want me to do? Should I go up? So he's asking a specific question. So maybe there's something in your life you need to ask a specific question about. Ask him what it is. And he gives clear answers. What is it? And the Lord says, go up. So David's now like, wait a second, I need a little more information. You just said go up. That's like not enough. Go up where? Where should I go up? And so what does he say? Okay, then David says, where shall I go up? And he says, the Lord says, to Hebron. He clearly gives him the answer, like super specific. It wasn't real like, well, go up to one of the cities that are in this area to the left, you know, 20 degrees to the right of this, and latitude, lo- he just basically gave it. What happened to Pastor and Pam? Go to Erie. Where's Erie, right? So God does an amazing thing, and he will sometimes speak just so clear and so concise, and he makes it very clear. A lot of times, because, like, we need it to be clear and concise. Maybe that's just for me, but sometimes I'm like, Lord... Do not make this complicated, please. Like, keep this simple for me. Keep this very simple for me, yep. So a lot of times we hear, uh, usually it's a short. Sometimes it's a yes or a no. Sometimes it's a not now. 
So a lot of times when we start asking God questions like David was, shall I go up? Yeah, go up. Where should I go? To Hebron. Sometimes we're asking questions. Sometimes we'll get a yes. Sometimes we'll get a no. Sometimes we'll get a not now. But again, everything that you hear from God is going to clearly align with his word all the time. It will not go against that. And it's going to be clear. And it's going to be concise. Then the next thing that happens, and every, this has happened to me every time that I've heard from God, is it comes with peace. There's a difference between peace and not having any nervousness about it. There's a difference. But it comes with peace. Doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging what he's telling you to go do. Doesn't mean that you're going to be like, oof, that's a little bit different. But what it doesn't come with is fear. When God speaks to you and you start imagining these terrible, awful scenarios, that is from the enemy. He is, he is lying to you. With the, he's the accuser, is he not? He's the accuser. And he's bringing lies and fear. That is not coming from him. That's not coming from God. So we serve a God of peace. Not a God of fear or condemnation, but a God of peace. And if you look at the ministry of Jesus, he went around with peace, healing, helping people. And the enemy is the one who uses fear. And the enemy is the one who takes stories and manipulates and twists them and tries to get you in fear and worry. But our God does not live in that realm. He lives and he is led by peace. And he helps us to be led by peace. In Romans 8.16 it says this, It says, the Spirit, so the Spirit of God Himself bears witness with our spirit. This is how we're connected to God. A spirit being, God is is a spirit being and we are a spirit being. We are connected to God. So He bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And in John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. So peace He was leaving with us. He left us the Holy Spirit and He left us peace So when we hear from the Holy Spirit, what comes with it? Peace. When we hear from the Holy Spirit, what comes with it? Peace. It says, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we hear the voice of God, when we hear the Holy Spirit speak to us, we do not have to be afraid. We can, it is going to always come with peace. In Philippians 4.17, a lot of us, we already know this, is be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds. Now, does that mean you're not going to be a little nervous sometimes when you hear from God? You might be. Go to Acts chapter 9. This is my friend Ananias. <clears throat> I love this story in the Bible because he gets a little nervous at one point. And so Ananias, this is in Acts 9, and it starts in verse 10. I'm just going to read it down a little bit. It says, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. He just says, says his name. In a vision, I don't know if he was dreaming, sleeping, sitting there. Maybe he was praying. Doesn't say. Maybe he was praying. Maybe he was at a prayer service on a Wednesday night at his house church up on the second floor of somebody's whatever in the early church. Maybe he was up there praying. And he had a vision. And he heard the Lord call his name. And what was his immediate response? Here I am. And I love that. Because so often 
we have so much going on around us. Again, why I love this prayer night is because we can remove all distractions. We can come and be in his presence. So he responded right away, here I am. And the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So this is, at this point, this is Saul. His eyes are, are, have the scales on him. He cannot see. And so the, God's telling Ananias to go. I love this. So this is like Ananias didn't like jump up and be like, okay, got it. I'm out of here. What does he say? Uh, Lord? Uh, time out. Lord? In case you didn't know, in case you weren't 100% sure, but I've heard from many about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And there he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. So he's just like, time out. Like, review this with the wifey. And she's like, nah, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, he's like, what's going on here? So he's just having a conversation with the Lord. I think that's the beautiful part of it. Is the Lord speaks to us and it's okay to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You want me to do what? And he continues to give you that peace. He continues to talk to you and says, it's okay. I got this covered. And the Lord said to him, no, go. He is my chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer in my name's sake. And Ananias went. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, laying the hands on him. So he went. And so when we hear from God, it's going to align with God's word. It's going to be pretty concise. This was pretty concise hearing from God, was it not? Like specific, here's the dude's name, here's where he's at, here's where you got to go to the street called straight. Like, he clearly lined up everything he had to do, but then Ananias had to obey. Ananias had to actually do it. He had to have peace about it, and he had to go do it, and he did it. And the last thing that I really feel is important when we hear from God is the last thing that we get is confirmation. We get confirmation. Again, you may not get 100% consensus across the board confirmation. I think I've told you guys this story before when God told us to leave GE and you know, to go help at the church whether they paid us or not. I think Liz's mom, I don't know her exact words, but something like, why do you want to suffer? Like, whoa, 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 time out. Get behind me. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not even, what are you talking about? But the interesting thing in our life is those that we knew had a very mature spiritual walk with the Lord. It resonated with them. And they had peace about it. And they conf- confirmed that in our life. Like, yes, we, God is speaking to you. That is the right thing to go do. I know it looks a little bit crazy. I know it, I mean, the world must think, like, what are you doing? You've got all these kids. You're going to go do something where they're not even going to pay you? What, what are you talking about? But we knew because we heard from God, we had peace about it, and then we got confirmation. Number one, we had confirmation between Liz and I, which was the first important thing, and then two, we had confirmation from other people that were in our life that said yes. So we didn't have unanimous decision. I didn't go around polling the audience, because if I would have, I wouldn't have had a unanimous decision. People would have been too much on the worldly wisdom side and said, no, 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 don't do that. 
You can't do that. How are you going to pay your bills? I don't know. God said do it. We're going to do it. I'm not telling you all to go quit your job tomorrow (laughs) unless God tells you to. I'm not saying that, but this is what I'm saying is you get confirmation. In 2 Corinthians 13.1, it says, This will be the third time I'm coming to you by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word shall be established. You can get that confirmation. And throughout our life, we've had confirmation after confirmation um, when God is speaking to us. I'll give you a quick story of a time where we didn't have confirmation, but we did it anyway. And I may have told this story once before. I've ever told the story about the dog. I heard about the dog. Okay, so I'm not going to go into it too deep. But, you know, Liz, my beautiful wife, wanted a dog. And me, my loving husband, decided that, you know what, I want to give her what she wants. And she said to me, Jason, go ahead and pray about it, whether or not we should get a dog. I mean, I did not even have to pray. I mean, I knew in here, like, we're not supposed to get a dog. Like, I knew it. Like, I had no peace. So I gave you the four things. Like, was it scriptural to get a dog? I don't know. <clears throat> it, it didn't say, you know, I wasn't, there was nothing specific in the scriptures that said, get a dog, don't get a dog. And so I was like, okay, well, do I have peace about it? It's like, ah, I don't really don't, but she really wants the dog. She really wants the dog. And I was just like, okay. I'm like, then I start praying the prayers, Lord. If you don't want us to get the dog, then have the car not start. Right? Has anybody like, okay, close the doors, close the doors. Like, God has already told me, you don't, don't get the dog. It, when, when you hear from me, it comes with peace. I have no peace. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm working with like, you know, okay, honey, I want to just, I want to do what you want to do. And so I'm driving down the road and I'm telling you, I start praying, Lord, may they be out of dogs. When I show up an hour and a half away that we drove, may some reason somebody just came in and bought all the dogs before we showed up. And sure enough, there was a dog there ready for us. And sure enough, we got that dog. And oh my goodness, thousands of dollars later, ruined carpets, frustrated children, a very frustrated husband taking its... I won't say it. <clears throat> the dog out over and over and over in the middle of the night. We finally, we prayed to the God. We said, Lord, we need to be rescued. Because <laughs> we did not, we, you were trying to stop us and we didn't forgive us. We really, I mean, we literally, we repented. Said, Lord, forgive us. Help us. Like today. Now. And 30 minutes later, the phone rang, and it was a friend of ours, and they actually wanted a dog, and the dog was gone within like 24 hours. <clears throat> so even when we make a mistake, even when we don't hear from God completely, and we go against that peace, he loves us, he cares for us, and he will turn your situation around. And so that is, my, that is, that is his heart, that is what he wants tonight. So we're going to pray tonight, um, we're going to corporately just lift up the prayer requests here that are, that are on our sheet. And I just want to encourage you, uh, for those that came in a little bit later, what was on my heart tonight is that we're going to pray over these seats in this church. And we're going to pray because it is, I really believe the Spirit of God is moving within this region, with this, in this city, in this town, and that many, many, many who are far from Him are going to come to know Him. And they're going to be sitting in these seats. And I want to just prepare these seats.
for them. And so you can walk around, you can touch the seats, you can sit in your seat and you know, stretch your hands out across them, and you can pray for as many other things as you want. But corporately, I'd like to pray for that and make that one of our focuses tonight. And the second focus tonight, what I'd like to pray over uh, corporately, is just our government and the upcoming elections that are coming up. Most of you probably know our president is down the road at Erie Insurance Arena doing some rally. <clears throat> and uh, hey, if he's in our city, yeah. let's pray for him. Yeah? yeah? Let's pray for him. Him, his staff, and all those that are in, um, in government uh, that, are, that affect our area. So let's pray tonight. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just come to you corporately tonight. Lord, and before we move into just a time of of worship and prayer. Lord, we lift up these prayer requests that came in on Sunday and throughout the week to the church, Lord. We just pray for healing and comfort and wisdom for someone. Father God, we just pray for healing uh, for a friend named Zane. Father, we just lift Zane up to you now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and on your will on, on this earth is that he be healed, Father God. And Lord, we just pray for healing and safety, Father God, for those who have been been hurt by others. Father, we pray for wisdom and guidance for those here and for this person specifically on this prayer request, in their finances, and that they will be better stewards of their money. Father, we just pray for a financial breakthrough for someone named Rick, and we pray for peace that passes all understanding for them. Father, we thank you, Lord, there are people asking for direction on decisions that they need to make. I pray, Father God, for wisdom. I pray that that person will hear your voice through the Holy Spirit. Lord, they will hear exactly, and you'll give them peace and confirmation on what they need to go do, and also healing for that person. Lord, we lift up Pastor Jim and Pam again, and we are so excited for their expected return within really a week to a week and a day from today. And we're so thankful for that. We're excited for that. We thank you that your miraculous working power, and that he has accelerated and just blown everybody away, and that his life is a testimony, and he's witnessing and reaching people in Maine, even now, Father. And we thank you, Father God, for providing the ability for people to be able to retire when they wanted to retire. And we thank you, Father God, that you are our provider. We are not our own provider, Father, but you are our provider. And you lead and guide and direct our steps. And Father, tonight we just pray over our government. We pray over the leaders in our government. And specifically, we pray over President Trump. Father, he is here in Erie. He can almost hear our calls, our shouts, our cries to you, Father God. And Lord, as he's at this rally and whatever he's doing, Father, Lord, we just pray for wisdom for him for our country. Lord, your word tells us that we need to pray for our leaders. Whether we agree with every decision he's made or don't agree, it doesn't matter. Your word says we need to pray for those who you have anointed and put it into leadership. And that is the case, Father God, tonight. We just pray for our government. We pray for our president. We pray for our vice president. We pray for our senators. We pray for our House of Representatives. Father, we pray for our local government. We pray for the the state and the house in Harrisburg, those that represent us here and around the state. And we just pray for the governor as well as the elections that are coming up. Father, we just pray over each and every one that is in office now and those who will be elected, Lord. 
Guide them, protect them, give them wisdom. And may ultimately they come to know you. May they come to know you because that's then, Father, when they have your heart, Father God, that things can really change and really move. And we just thank you for that. And Lord, before we go into this corporate prayer time, Lord, we just pray over this church. We pray over every seat that is here. Father, we just pray for those who are far from you, that don't know you, who are struggling, who have no hope, have no peace, have no joy. And they're looking to things of this world. They're looking to alcohol. They're looking to drugs. They're looking to pornography. They're looking to Netflix shows. They're just vegging out and they're just completely disconnecting from their lives. But deep down inside, there's, there's something they know. There's a hole there that can be filled only by you. And Lord, I don't know how you're going to bring them, which way they're going to come, Father, but I just pray over each of these seats tonight that you will fill this place up on Wednesdays, on Sundays, all the churches in here, that you will fill them up with those who are far from you and that this city will just have an absolute miraculous turnaround for you and that revival will begin in Erie, Pennsylvania and we will go out and reach the world as we've reached our city. And we thank you for that. In your precious name we pray. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Now we're just going to move into a time of prayer so we can just, you guys can walk around if you want. Uh, We're going to turn the music up. You can come to the altar. Uh, You can do whatever you want to do. But we're just going to spend about 15, 20 minutes in corporate prayer. Lord, we worship your holy name. We worship your holy name. Lord, you are so good. You are so good. As we close tonight, there's a prayer that I read a couple months back on a Sunday morning, and I just want to pray this prayer over you tonight and over our congregation tonight. And it goes like this. Father, thank you for making us righteous and accepted through the blood of Jesus. And because of that, we are blessed and we are highly favored by you. We are the object of your affection. Your favor surrounds us as a shield. And the first thing that people come into contact with is our favor shield. Thank you that we have favor with you and with man today. And all day long, people will go out of their way to bless us and to help us. We have favor with everyone that we deal with. Doors that were once closed are now open for us. We receive preferential treatment, and we have special privileges, for we are God's favored children. No good thing will he withhold from us. Because God's favor, our enemies cannot triumph over us. We have supernatural increase and promotion, and we declare restoration of everything and anything that the devil has stolen from us. We have honor in the midst of our adversaries and we have increase in all areas of our life. And because we are highly favored by you, we experience great victories, supernatural turnarounds, miraculous breakthroughs in the midst of even the greatest impossibilities. We receive recognition and prominence and honor and petitions are granted on our behalf even by ungodly authorities 
Policies, rules, regulations, laws are changed and they're reversed on our behalf. We will win battles we don't have to fight because God fights them for us. So this is the day, the set time, the designated moment for us to experience the free favors that God profusely and lavishly abounds on our behalf. We thank you for that. We thank you you are a good, good father. And we receive that prayer. And we receive it. We receive your hope and your love and your grace and your mercy, your goodness. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, As we close tonight, I'm going to be up here. If for any reason, you know, somebody's here tonight and they've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and they want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, we can pray for you tonight. So I encourage you, just come up and see me and we can pray for you tonight. If that's you tonight. If not, that's good. I'll catch you another time. All right, have a good evening. Drive safely. It's dark out there, even though it's means it's getting to be fall, yeah? <laughs> All right, see you guys on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.